Hey y'all, what's happening? It's the Melody and Ease here. Join me each week where I tackle different issues related to black culture and life. You'll laugh, you'll cry, but most importantly, you'll be inspired. Peace. Yes, I can. I can hear you perfectly. Great. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get into it. Um, hello, world. Hello, everybody out there. Um, it's been a long while, but um, welcome to episode nine of the Melanated Muse podcast. Um, it's been a minute. Um, I was latest last month um, because of school and work obligations. But now we're back. And for today, I want to introduce, you know, a very special guest, um, another guest. Her, she was one of my um, high school friend, a good friend, a good friend of mine. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you um, Tashika. Welcome, Ned. Welcome, Tashika. How are you guys? And thank you so much for having me on this podcast. I'm super excited. Yeah. yeah, me too. Me too. I've been wanting to get. I mean, I mean, in my previous episode, I had my cousin come on. Um, um, and now that you're here, um, you to have you to have you. Um, so um, let's get right into it. Um, tell the world or whoever's listening, you know, about yourself. Um. Okay, um, so my name is Tashika. Um, I have my own podcast called uh, that's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all those different um, platforms. Um, I love listening to other podcasts such as this one, um, and I uh, write, I read, I sing, I dance. <laughs> And I'm also a communications major, so feel free to um, check me out at your nearest Instagram app <laughs> at uh, the Afro Chic. Um, I'm gonna spell it later, but yeah, um, that's that's really all I have. That's good, and guys, she's really talented. Like I see her on Instagram, modeling, and you know, just gracing us, you know, our timeline with her photos. Um, yeah, check out our podcast too. It's everywhere. Um, some really dope stuff. I think I listened to like maybe like a clip or something of your podcast, but I got to get more into it. Um, but yeah, um, so I guess I wish I you know was a bit more prepared, but I guess we could kind of wing it. Um, so you know. I want to make this um, interview, I should say, a bit more free-flowing. I don't want to make it, like, structured, you know, um, just to, like, catch up because it's been a minute, like, you know, since we last talked and, you know, school and life has really, you know, got, I guess, like, taken more priority. So how have you been? pretty good and thank you so much for saying the things earlier I just didn't want to interrupt you or anything um, <laughs> but I've been 
<laughs> I've been pretty well. I've been just, you know, trying. Um, my parents and I, we've been really on this disinfecting stuff lately. Right. Um, and yeah, it's been stressful some days and then other days it's like, okay, you know, I can be able to find coping ways to um, help the sin, um, relieve the anxiety. So, so far it's just been really like, battling those things but just reminding myself that I'm okay what about you how are you honestly that's good um disinfecting is very important I'm glad you and your family's doing fine um for me honestly it's literally been work and school nonstop since you know classes started plus it's like my last year I'm trying to pull a bunch of strings to get my you know grades up and things of that sort and obviously battling with COVID, you know, we still take precautions and we disinfect as well regularly. And um, it's just so much happening. And, and, you know, being concerned about the election, it's, it's just been a lot. <laughs> you are absolutely right about that. I have been on this whole election thing since um monday really even before when it was the last day on um, the before election day and i'm just really trying to emphasize how much people should rest for this because it it shouldn't it shouldn't have been this long like no one really anticipated for it to be this right long, besides the fact that yeah besides the fact that mail-ins were very much prominent compared to um, the last, <laughs> the, the couple of elections before that, but um, I mean, I just, I just really hope people rest because the, the um, news reporters, they've been up on their feet 24 hours, like. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, like, it's like everywhere you turn, there's always some new election, and um, I know, like, earlier today um during i think one of classes um well she wasn't in class at the time but she was on she computer and she was looking at you know the results of the election from the associated press and and i noticed that um the you know the votes for joe biden was about 264 and trump was somewhere in the two tens and so um i was like is this is is she serious right now? And I told her check MSNBC because when I looked at that report earlier the other day, it said you know Joe Biden was still through two fifty three and you know Trump obviously was still in the two ten like so it's like different results. It's like I don't know, like it shouldn't take a week for you to decide who who's the winner when clearly Biden has more. They should, like, they should have just a winner, like, right on election night instead of having us to recount everything. That's just annoying. I agree. I don't really get that uh, for it to be recounted so often to where it's like, I don't believe you guys. Like, these, the people that count the ballots are working really hard. And I right. think some people don't really understand how hard and how long they work, like, long hours to do these things so why should it be a recount for almost every state he lost in come on right it it makes no sense but on the real though 2020 has surely done a number on us 
<laughs> yeah, sure did. <laughs> yeah, it's like every day on your radio, on your television, COVID, then the election, then COVID, then the election, and then more COVID. I, I it's like that's like been the main thing. Like that's all you could be concerned about. It's like nothing else new has really happened. And then on top of that, you know, we have the recent protests and, you know, the killings of, you know, unarmed African-Americans just happening every day, all day, 24-7. I don't know, but oh, but recently, I don't know if you heard this report, but there was a young black male that was killed in Philadelphia. Like, I think, I think, like, literally, like, right in front of his mother, I, when I heard heard that and saw that I'm like bro <laughs> it's just like an endless cycle they, ju they just want to keep recycling our trauma on television every day <laughs> that's so crazy I don't think, think I I probably heard it and then, and then it just passed to me like that but oh oh boy and I'm not surprised either it's just sad it is Yeah, um, but, but I guess, like, on a lighter, on a lighter note, what have, you been doing, what have you been doing to, like, you know, because you mentioned earlier about, you know, taking tests and, um, doing what self-care, what, what coping mechanisms have you done to kind of, like, process all the news and the different events that we've gone through, um, for this year? As weird as this is gonna sound... Um, being on Twitter sometimes and like experiencing the news through the eyes of different people making memes, making funny videos. Right, right. Really laughing at my pain and at the trauma itself. Like, like laughing helps so much to cope with whatever's going on, even though it's like, okay, like the pain isn't, hasn't been gotten rid of. But it's just a way to say, I'm not on this. Everything is funny to me. Um, I will handle this when I can. But for right now, I'm in a state of shock. And with that, I can laugh. And it feels lighter for me to handle right now. On top of that, also avoiding social media as well. Little bit just taking just an extra 10 minutes of your morning to sit and meditate and bring, and bring, you know, softer music to your ears before you get started for the day. Jazz, cafe music, lo-fi, anything that right. you feel like calms you. Rap music, if that's something that you want to listen to. If the beat, if the beat hits harder in the morning, you're just like, I just, need, I just need that energetic feeling just to help me throughout the day it helps um it, it really it really helps honestly so i've just been doing those things lately what about you those are some really good things i've been doing some of those things that you've been doing um i know for me the biggest thing for me right now um being a science major and constantly having to study you know in school is you know just taking naps um also um picking up new hobbies like i just got back into um, playing the piano because um, I haven't really played since I was about seven or so. Um, and I guess, like you said, listening to lo-fi. Um, I got to get back into meditating because that, that's a hard one for me to do. 
and I guess just um, being in the moment, um, obviously catching up with friends, um, I kind of have to do that. I haven't done that as often as I should, but doing that, um, um, I guess like, you know, going more in tune with my spirituality, with my faith. Um, I'm trying to think of something else. Um, watching Netflix, um, I recently, you know, got a, um, into Girlfriends, um, a childhood show of mine, um, and I'm kind of binge watching that right now, you know, yes. Um, and yeah, that's, that's kind of what I've been doing, you know, and just taking it one day at a time, really. That's all I could do. I really love that for you to just like, you know, just really do your own thing and to even improve in the aspects that you feel like you should work on more and should do more things. And also I was watching Girlfriends and now I'm on half and half. <laughs> oh, I remember half and half. Yeah. <laughs> half and half is so good. I was on one on one before half and half. Like I was just watching it every day. So now I'm doing that with half and half and I am happy. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really glad like Netflix is like bringing more, you know, the old black shows there. I don't know if you follow this account, Strong Black Lead on like Twitter, Instagram. They give you all like the updates about, you know, or the backstories about different, you know, black shows that feature people of color. So that's like a really cool account to check out. But yeah. Netflix. Yes, I, I have um, seen the uh, the profile i don't think i actually follow them but i do see some of the things that they post sometimes and it's pretty informative just to show like hey like th these are the shows that are going to come on and um just you know get prepared for it and it's super exciting that they put them out now and i really hope that they last and they don't just take them off next month <laughs> yeah they need to they need to, la they need to last forever because like you don't know how hard it is for, um, you know, black, black, well, black actresses and actors to get their shows on major networks. I was just thinking about this the other day, like, would you like, like black shows in general. Um, it, it really took a long time for us to be portrayed in a positive light on television because, you know, if you go back historically, we've been on TV and radio, I guess, we've seen like as maids and butlers and you know, mammies and things of that sort. And so for us to like be represented now as like, you know, as strong, as like family units and as, you know, successful people in whatever area or aspect that they're working in or industry that they're working in, it, it just shows that we came a long way um, when it comes to like black shows showing positive represent, rep representation. So it's, it's good. Uh, yeah. yeah. I really do agree because I always like had this thing when it came on to black TV in the late 90s, mm -hmm. early 2000s, where they would be able to express themselves. And like you said, like fan units and um, with half and half, it's like these sisters and yeah, they argue, but it wasn't really about race. It was just about family value. different ways of expressing these you know feeling like 
okay, as a kid, I didn't feel wanted as much as you did. Mm-hmm. And being able to maneuver that as an adult. And it's like some of the things, even girlfriends, where they had so many different topics, sex. Yeah, race came into it, but right. it wasn't like the whole show, you know? And speaking on the topics of um, um, relationships, friendship. Like, it just showed how different and how versatile Black people can be in terms of personalities, what they believed in, their spirituality. It's It was nice to just feel like you connect to one character more than the other, because everyone's different. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking that, too. Um, like... I like how show black shows now they give us a realistic representation of who we are, um, and, and with when it comes to girlfriends, one thing that I you know from watching the show so far, I'm on like the third season now. Um, like it really taught me the you know the importance of like maintaining relationships and the importance of communication and and you know just navigating your world as a black woman like there's so many things like I've noticed in the show that maybe had I seen the show as a child I probably didn't notice before that's you know that's kind of makes sense like so many messages um and I think girlfriends is really treating me transition make that transition into you know womanhood um so you learn a lot like like you said through the friendships have with the girls have with each other on the show and the men that they deal with in their relationships and just black shows in general like it just shows what we experience every day or in everyday life it's just more in a dramatized fashion yes i agree yes i i really enjoy just showing um different you know, ways of doing certain things, how people think, and also looking like having the same skin tone, but it's not what's defined in the show. It's what what other things are defined. So I do like that. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yep. Hmm. I'm racking my brain here. So in terms, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so um, I know we um kind of mentioned talking about hair and stuff. So since you like, got like girlfriends, that would be really. It was so nice to see the hair on that show, right? Yeah, it was especially Joan's hair, like. All just her being able to, you know, show off her natural hair without, you know, I guess with confidence and without criticism. It, I like that. I know, like right now, I'm wearing my hair natural. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Oh yeah, we could talk about yes. hair. Yeah. You listen. I I just love seeing just that different variety of. Just, you know, just, you know, rocking the hair, whether it's short, whether it's long, whether it's in a ponytail, 
too. Like, I just love all of my friends' hair and what they do with it because it's like, girl, you tried. Right. <laughs> and I see that. I see that you tried. I see that you out here. And I'm just, I'm just so happy to be in your presence taking these lovely pictures of your moisturized head. And I did really like Joan's hair. Um, and growing up now and identifying how interesting it was for each of the girls to have not only different hair, but show it through personality. It's, it's so interesting. Like just the certain words that they used, even when it came on to um, Tony, and there was like this one episode. I don't know if you got there yet, but basically, mm -hmm. Tony was like having her own, you know, like you know, like business and stuff. And um, and she ended up changing her hairstyle because her assistant said it might not be professional. Yeah, I saw that episode. Yeah, she had her realtor, realtor business. Yeah, but it didn't. The the the. the right the short hairstyle didn't didn't look right like she was comfortable with her weave because you notice throughout the <laughs> yeah. any every episode she's always talking about her weave makes her how it makes her makes her look good and things of that sort but yeah um speaking of hair like i was looking at this article the other day um i think oh i think it was like a, some type of some news thread on twitter and it talked about you know different african-american female news reporters um and their experience um with wearing their natural hair on air um while you know recording different news segments and you know i guess the, the gist of it was that you know they no longer felt confined their hearing their hair straight because when they had initially been hired that was kind of the deal they had to wear their hair straight to be more appealing on television and now that they're rocking their na their natural hair on you know on screen on, on the news you know, you know channels, um, they feel more confident and they don't have, you know you know appeasing you know the mainstream news audience or the news world. So um, so that that's kind of inspiring and that takes guts, you know just to be in a main, you know, mainstream space and, you know, like, just rock your authentic look, your natural look. Yeah. I agree. Um, and I definitely feel like that's pushing into, you know, like, when you see short hair on the screen, like, Robin Roberts was rocking short hair for as long as I can really remember yeah. doing it. And just seeing that, like, oftentimes people automatically assume that when you cut your hair, you're, um, like, questioning your sexual orientation. Like, right. oh, you want to be a boy so bad or, you know, whatever the case may be. When sometimes when you cut your hair, it's one of those things that gives you freedom and it provides a restart. Like, you can see, okay, I'm starting over most oftentimes when you ask somebody, hey, like, what, what happened to your hair? Like, they mainly want to start over because it was either damaged or I want a new look or I just want to feel different. Like, it, it gives you that energy to say, okay, today's a new day for real this time. 
um, in terms of like just having different hairstyles and being able to rock um, and not straighten it, which is definitely something that is super problematic. And I'm so glad people brought up the point of stopping hair discrimination because just a couple days ago, I saw this girl on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I basically speaking like if you're rocking hair um, nails like this, because she was on TikTok. Right. She was pointing out how if you're wearing colored hair like this, then I'm gonna think you're ghetto, right? Not bougie, not classy, and it's like, what did these girls do to you? <laughs> wow. Was she a black girl? Unfortunately so, yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, I think I might have seen, like, an article or something on that before about her, about colored hair. No, I think it might have been a meme. Um, that, <laughs> that's, that's questionable because right now I'm thinking about, you know, adding a little color to my hair, you know, to make it pop. I was, and I was looking at this meme. It might have been a while back, but... I guess just to sum up the gist of that meme, like white people they color their hair all the time. Am I am I right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, and yes. when, life and, all. Mm-hmm. and when they do, they do not get criticism for that. They don't get shunned for it. But the minute that we do, we're called ghetto. We're 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 called you know too hood. Um, I'm like wh- okay, so other people of other ethnicities can do it, but but we can't. We, we look unprofessional when we do it. Like, that makes no sense to me. See the hypocrisy and the double standard? Like, that girl that made that comment, she was wrong. She was wrong. Like, some people may choose to add color just to give it a little pop, just to make it look fresh and new, and there, there shouldn't be anything with it. You know? Like, let, let people live. They want to color their hair. They, they can't have that. They want to have highlights. Let them do that. Like makes no sense to me right i agree um white people have been doing it for as long as i can remember too and it's like why can't we put blonde in our hair you know why can't we have our regular hair put up in a bun like they can why can't we do certain stuff in other styles because we can how about a head wrap that should not be unprofessional exactly exactly but this kind of, I kind of want to segue into another thing, cultural appropriation. I was thinking about that the other day, and I'm just like, and I didn't have a conversation with my dad about it. Um, we were talking this morning about um, Kenny G. Um, um, there was this little, I guess, old Kenny G song that I was playing during my sister's school announcements for her online classes. And we just went to this conversation about how, you know, um, Kenny G was this college kid um, who got all this, you know, fame um, as a sax player. And there was another black saxophone player. Um, this is kind of old school. His name is Grover Washington Jr. He passed away a little over 20 years ago. He never got, you know, credit, you know, as a sax player. But Kenny G kind of, you know, profited off of, you know, black people and, you know, how they admired him. So it, it kind of goes into the cultural appropriation thing because sometimes, you know, some things that white people rock, we, we, we apparently can't rock because, you know, it's it's not us. But, you know, the minute we rock something, white people want to kind of jump on it and say that it's theirs, which is kind of how, you know, they've been doing for many years. And then I kind of want to go segue into a, another girlfriend's episode. I don't know if you saw it, but it was about Lynn's sister. 
I think her name was Tasha or something or Tina or whatever. And she was just trying so hard to be black. And, like, I think even one part, she said the N-word, and everybody, like, black son was like, huh? (laughs) You can't say that word. And she was like, no, it's just in the song. And then Lynn had to tell her off and say, you you, you need to stop trying to be us. You got to be you. You're white. (laughs) You know? Yes. I remember remember seeing that. I was so shook. I was like, whoa, they actually talked about this for real. That's crazy. (laughs) And um, my mom, she really loves Kenny G. And I never knew or really noticed how much um, traction he was getting compared to the other um, saxophone player. And it's it's really interesting how those things can really show how much um, uh, how much priority just based upon even your looks because a lot of people love uh, Kenny G's majestic hair and yes <laughs> and how he can woo the crowd with the way how he looks compared to someone who genuinely has the skills for it and the skills before he did you know. So right. um, I did not know about um, the other person. Yeah, that's that. That is is so interesting, and I I was seeing that that episode on girlfriends kind of reminded me of what Adele did the other day. <laughs> um, well, it wasn't really the other day, but maybe two months ago. I don't know if you remember when she had on like her Jamaican. Um, bikini top like her i did not see that oh you should (laughs) see she i guess she was saying like oh how much she missed the festival she had bantu knots oh no and then she had this yes she had this jamaican top and then like she she was shown to be a um like um the girls in the festival the the um girls in the carnival right so she, she got her little feathers and stuff. And I was like, first of all, this outfit doesn't match at all. <laughs> and two, why are you wearing Bantu knots? <laughs> yeah, that, that kind of crosses the line there. <laughs> it does. And then we um, came into this argument again of people saying, okay, but she's just trying to appreciate culture. And then other people are like, no, she's appropriating it. And we don't like it. We don't like seeing it. And she needs to stop because it's one thing to say, I really appreciate these. You don't have to put it on to appreciate it. Yeah. You don't have to wear it to appreciate it. It's okay if you want to share your the history with your fans and your the supporters in your family. But you don't have to say, let me put Bantu knots in my hair to show appreciation. It's, it's ridiculous. Exactly. Just like Lynn's sister had those cornrows, and then I think when she first came to visit Lynn, she had the little head wrap, and I was like, oh, no. No. <laughs> I don't even know why they even put cornrows in that white girl's hair. Like, I think it, it also just showed me how people can allow um, that to even, like, a lot of uh, black people will allow people outside our race to say certain stuff to yes certain things and then when they cross their line
like they crossed the boundary mm -hmm. it's like why get super mad at them when you were the one that gave them the, the gate to open you know like it doesn't make sense for you to all of a sudden be mad like you wasn't just putting cornrows in that girl's hair exactly I, I think our people we're probably the most forgiving people and welcoming people out of every ethnicity group like that's kind of how our culture has been you know slowly taken away over these past four centuries so we really got to take our power back and our culture back because we, we've been giving too much you know one thing one example i'll give is like integration um i was listening to this malcolm x speech that he gave one time and he kind of made an, an analogy between integration and you know cream cream and you notice how with coffee when it's black it's strong and then once you add a little cream to it, the strength of the black coffee weakens. And so what has happened with our people, initially we were strong people, but over 400 years, they colonization and apartheid and, you know, Jim Crow laws and integration, it kind of weakened us as a people. And so we've allowed, you know, mainly the extreme establishment to kind of dumb us down and to kind of, you know, brainwash us these you know centuries old ideals of us being inferior and you know add colorism to the mix you you got a whole different like whole different scenario so it's like we just like let anybody come in and then this kind of reminds me of another point i was listening to this um I, you know marcel right um marcel perry yeah. Yeah, he has his own YouTube channel and I was looking at one of his one of his videos, I think it was last month or so, and I think it was talking about DJ Vlad and how, you know, all these black comedians and rappers and I think singers and actors come on his platform and you know like like right and then they go around on social media and talk back and his back try and try to say they're down for the people when they willingly came on his platform to, you know, get more exposure. And then he just made a point about, you know, how black celebrities need to kind of have their own news platforms and own little, you know, social media platforms or whatever to kind of, you know, voice the opinions of the black community. So it all kind of, it's all kind of relative. It's, it's like we got to kind of learn how to be more united as a people because so many things have divided us because of colonization and America. And we got to get back to that place where we could look out for each other, you know, without you know, contempt or having that crabs in a barrel mentality where, oh, this person is doing better. Let, well, let me try to get to her level or let me see her and do better than her. Like, we need to learn how to lift each other up, especially during this time, instead of, you know, beating each other down and just allowing, you know, people outside of other races to kind of walk all over us. I completely agree. Um, I definitely feel like what the virus in the summer taught me a lot mm -hmm. um i don't know if you remember um with that whole dmv page of exposing all the predators in our area right mm -hmm. um it taught me that um the community sometimes especially the um black men community there's no apology at all for how they treat women Mm -hmm. um, I won't say all, <laughs> but 
there is a, a, a sum where it's like, it seems like this is something that is being taught amongst, you know, the community that they need to be disrespectful or they need to choose white women over their mothers and sisters and all these different things. And when people exactly. express the traumatic experiences of how black men treated them, it's more so of why can't we be a family? Why can't we... <laughs> do this and do that like why you gotta bring that what about like what about and it's like why can't we have different discussions yes we need we need to really figure out how to deal with this um police brutality problem as a whole because we see it it's not like it's hidden right now we need to do something we need to really um promote our voices and bring it to different platforms for celebrities to get in on it and for us to actually start making policies and changes happen but sweetheart like you're not gonna tell me you're not a toxic individual that needs healing <laughs> right you've been you know you there's so much colorism in our community how um people feel about um darker skin complexion like how yes am I supposed to rock with you at the protest if you don't like me you don't like the way i look you've been talking about these things on Twitter and saying honestly and thinking that it's funny and then people are allowing their um non-black friends to say the n-word like mm -mm. I remember this dude that I was speaking with like a couple years back and you know we were hitting it off and everything and right I was really liking him and he told me this thing that really shut him out of my life like for good he told me that he let his like wait the one thing he said to me before he even said it was he feels that his white friend is the whitest black dude he's ever met and i was like oh my goodness i hope he's not going to say what i think he said but i think he's going to say because chris rock said the same thing right mm -hmm. and he was getting humbled for what he said and this guy that I was speaking to, he said that he let his white friend say the N-word. So I said, hold on a second. Mm -mm. No, you don't. <laughs> I said, no, you don't. You don't allow this man to say the N-word. I know you don't. And he did. And he was just like, you know, like, I guess confiding and confiding to me because he felt like, okay, well, she's a cool person. Like, she's not going to get on me about this. But sweetheart, you, we, know, we shouldn't speak anymore because... If you're out here allowing these things to happen, just like what you said earlier, like uh, putting more cream to the coffee, we don't need. Mm -hmm. We don't need it to be like this. And we have to really figure out how the heck we're going to get to these people for allowing them to do these things. This It's foolish. And, and then we can start coming together and making some changes and making some things happen. But we have to really identify the experiences because why, why allow that? Why are you allowing? And then when your white friend goes to other black people mm -hmm. and don't really understand that not all black people are the same. Some of us will beat you down for saying certain stuff mm -hmm. and others won't. But say for instance he went to other black people and slipped up because you allowed him to say the n-word it's ridiculous yeah yeah that yeah that that's bad <laughs>
Like the I can't. <laughs> Who? I it's it was so funny. <laughs> I was like the white black, white black, the blackest white friend you've ever really, really. Yeah, the the, the caucasity or uh, caucasity is just you know out of line here. <laughs> Man, I don't know if I said the word right, but you know what I mean. Like it's it's, I I it's gonna take me a minute to kind of wrap my head around that one, but you know, people will be people. Oh man, yeah, but we gotta take our word back. We gotta take our culture back because we we we've been giving out free passes for a long time, a very long time. I agree. I agree. And I just, I just don't, what I just don't, what I can't handle is for people to see people really trying to make changes happen. Like, please don't allow people to say certain things. Please let's end hair discrimination. It's just, you always have a few people in our community that makes it seem like you shouldn't be fighting for those things, Mm -hmm. you know? You shouldn't be battling. You shouldn't be speaking on certain topics. Or they're also saying, why can't we just come together as one? And and uh, why are we beating each other down? Where it's like, no, there are harmful people in our community that we need to speak on. We have to come together. I understand that. There's so many things that we need to fix outside of the community so it can protect us but there are people harming us in the community already that do not want me to be here today so why can't we speak on that too we can have two different discussions and focus but people always want to see something and it's like okay but what about kind of like when (laughs) when uh people talk about crime and it's like okay but what about black on black that does not exist talking about <laughs> yeah I've, I've heard that conversation before i even got that mixed up one time <laughs> when i was in a summer class yeah but there's always a few uncle ruckuses i don't know if you know uncle ruckuses but he's the guy from the boondocks and you know his yes. stance <laughs> there's always those yeah. few uncle ruckuses in the community though like oh we don't need this and da 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 and i'm like you do realize that you know we all kind of experienced the same trauma and then now you're going to side with the oppressor no (laughs) ma'am no sir i agree it doesn't make sense um so i don't really know why some those same people complain about us you know not being able to to work well together to build our community sweetheart you don't like me so why why do i need to do that first when you don't want to see me win <laughs> right you don't want to see me win right back to that crabs in a barrel mentality we're always you know competing with each other you know yeah right. i agree which reminds me of another point i don't know if you saw this recent twitter video i think this came out about a week and a half two weeks ago it was about this young woman from kansas I think her name is KJ Brooks, and she went to a board of commissions meeting, like I think a police board of commissions, and she read yeah. every person on that board for filth, like she just exposed them. 
And I think the her yeah, her whole argument was that you know people in her community they shouldn't be used as photo ops, and they need to kind of have a more control on you know policing, you know. Right, I agree. I I I do feel that because it's like, why? Why do? <laughs> Why do we need this? We need, you know, um, to be safe. We need to feel like we're safe, and we don't feel safe right now. No, not at all. What were I was gonna ask you? Like, what what were your thoughts on you know KJ Brooks speaking at that meeting? I loved it so much i saw it trending over and over she even made herself a twitter saying like oh, yeah it's me like hey guys i love it i just love seeing people come out of twitter and come out of these you know um social medias when we're speaking to each other you know because i know like a few of the friends that i have speak the same way she does and her to go up there and say you know what i'm going to really get on all of you guys because you guys deserve someone to tell you if your parents aren't telling you when you get home i'm letting you know that you're not doing your you're not you're not doing right you're not being fair and you're being really disrespectful disrespectful and we don't like you because you treat people with so much i'm just so glad that she once she did her research she came at every single person. She wasn't confused. She's not crazy. She's not not speaking what she she feels or she's not speaking how she, you know she's not being incorrect about it. She's speaking the truth. Like yeah, I did my research, and you guys are not good people. You know, I I really really hope she's having a wonderful day today. <laughs> Right, and I hope she's protected too because that when I saw that, that took a lot of guts. And then somewhere in her spiel or speech, she threw in a little scripture too. So you know, like she, it. I, when I saw that, I was like, bro, that that takes balls right there because I don't think either of us would have the guts to go up there and just read everybody like a book um, for things that they do. And she really hit the nail on the coffin. Like, if you think about it, you know, a lot of our law, these law enforcement workers, they, it just kind of goes to show, she basically exposed what's been going on in the black community for years with regards to police brutality. So I, I commend her for that. I follow her on Twitter. I know the other day she had another, released another Twitter video where she was followed, I think three times by, you know, local Kansas, city police and i'm like with with the way she spoke out like that i know that her life is kind of in danger right now but the thing is though she spoke the truth and she exposed you know basically what you know many of our black leaders have been trying to expose for decades you know and like you said i, I commend her for that i was too I was also scared um, because I know that, like, you know, the government is not um, friendly with people that stand up no. to them. 
um, at all. And I just want her to be as safe as she can. I really hope that people are around her who watch over. she's also being you know alert she is because yeah do your recording you know take out your phone you check and make sure you know like daily checkups for these activists because it's like you know and you you can be on you know retweeting liking and i think that was what was scary the most about the protest too because these are hd photos and videos that we got on Twitter and it's like right. you have to be super careful because even though they're in the public you know protesting these are things that will stick in memories for years to come and they may not be they may not get harmed now but having that picture having that video for years you know you never know what could happen to this person they may not get a certain job because oh you did this protest which is wrong but still, it happens where, you know, it could be incorporated in your daily life. You don't get certain things because you've shown that you're doing something that the government may not like. Oh, you're you're pro-black or Black Lives Matter. You hashtagged in your Twitter. Like, people get fired for those things. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. Like, the government, I'm, I'm kind of a low-key conspiracy theorist or a socially conscious person, I know the government um, over many, many decades have taken out many outspoken people that, you know, didn't comply with the agenda and things of that sort, you know, and for KJ Books to do that, you're right, she needs a really strong support system, she needs to watch her back, but also kind of goes to show about what you post on social media as well, because, you know, people are looking, people are watching, but at the same time, you have to stand up for truth. And I think 2020 has really exposed a lot of dark, hidden secrets that, you know, the world has been keeping under wraps for many years. Um, speaking of, like, truth, I don't know if you heard about this, like, singer. Her name is Jaguar Wright. Like, I think sometime, like, late last month, earlier this month, I've kind of been binge-watching her videos where she kind of goes around and exposes, you know, what's been going on in the industry. So, you know, with her and along with other people, like 2020 is like the year of revelation. Everything is just being brought to light. And it's like um, so many shockers of truth. Um, but you're right. Like, you know, with Black Lives Matter, things of that sort, the government does not like that at all. So... You never know. When you speak for the truth, it's going to cost you everything. And you'll probably walk around with a target on your back. But at least you stood for something. At least you stood for truth and righteousness and didn't try to, you know, hide and accommodate, you know, whatever agenda they're trying to pull on. So, you know. Right. I completely agree. I do. It's it's a lot. It's really a, it's really a lot. But we just always have to be alert, whether we are activists or not. Like we all, we're gonna always stand for something in front of you know in front of uh, the eye of someone who feels such. Yeah. So we just have to be um, vigilant and just make sure that we <clears throat> let our family and our friends aware of what's been going on around us. Exactly.
Yeah. You gotta let the people know, because it's, it's kind of scary if you think about it. So much that has, that has happened. It's like, wow, like, what, what do we do now? Like, how do we, how do we deal with this, you know? I know. It's, I don't, I'm so young. Right. <laughs> like, I'm just going through the motions this year. Like, I'm tired. It's, it's a lot, you know? It really is. I, I, it's like it's like I have a loss of words. Like sometimes I'm like don't really know what to talk about. I'm like, okay, what 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 do I do? Like where do I go? Um, you know, <laughs> it's like the Twilight Zone. <sighs> <laughs> Not the Twilight Zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I guess we could kind of segue into like another thing. I know you mentioned about earlier about relationships. Um, you want you want to kind of like go into that, like you know what what what's your take on you know dating in twenty you know twenty in the twenty first century? I guess as a whole. Yeah. So twenty twenty, um, in terms of relationships. Um, where I work, so I work at the um, Prince George's County Bar Association, well, people call and ask for a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And so lately, a lot of people have been calling for divorce because oh, no. they're around, I know, they're around their partners for so long, whether they're working from home or somebody lost their job or someone has to take care of the kids, you know, they it's it's so much time with that person that they realize I don't want to be with you anymore you are annoying me I hate you and I'm just done with you and so when it came on to relationships I realized just how strenuous they were for you know like well I wouldn't say mine was strenuous but I definitely know that it could it had a strain sometimes because it's like the long distance could have been an issue or, you know, like we got to be safe or today somebody, you know, was in contact with the virus and I can't see you right now because I'm dealing with a family matter or mm-hmm. whatever it was. It was just something spontaneous, something new. The virus hit everyone, whether it was directly or indirectly. And, you know, it was, it, it took a lot because meeting new people is like, kind of scary you know like you don't want to be like can you get a covid test first before you (laughs) (laughs) questions like that i mean you can do but i guess it was you know sometimes people can look at you like girl you you might as well just stay on facetime with it if that's what you're gonna ask me (laughs) but um you know just finding different ways to figure out how to link up with this person or figure out ways to spend time with each other, whether it's FaceTime or I used Netflix party a lot. Yeah. To say, oh, well, yeah, I can't sit with you right now, but let's watch this movie together that we've been wanting to watch for quite some time now. <laughs> so that was definitely something that was used often. Um, you know, just going to the park, 
Um, right. You know, quality time was definitely spent, but quality time in within consideration um, was definitely something that I cherish because it just it just promoted like what are people like when they don't get what they want, you know? And I that was definitely something that I I I noticed like. Some people were really mad when they didn't get the time that they wanted. If they couldn't see you um, once a week, that was the, that was a problem. If they couldn't see you um, three days out of the week, that was an issue. People had attitudes, more arguments started. And it's like, what person am I with? What do, you know? Right. Right. I totally agree. Yeah. Um, I know like COVID has really, you know, made us kind of value and try to cherish our relationships because, you know, people have been dropping dead like flies. And, you know, and it also kind of exposed or kind of tested people's relationships, too. Like you said, some people got tired of each other and aggravated of each other and don't want to put up with each other anymore. And I guess COVID in a way, I guess with the social distancing thing, it kind of makes us change, it changes our perception about people. And it kind of, you know, has made us forget how to be social again, I guess in a way. Cause like, you know, before you meet someone, you know, you didn't even think much of it, you know, and now that, you know, you're in COVID season, it's kind of hard to connect with people again. And like you said, just finding ways to, you know, connect and stay in contact will, you know, help strengthen the relationships that seem kind of, you know, estranged. And, you know, I guess with the relationship aspect, like marriages, I, I, I think COVID definitely has, you know, the number on those types of relationships because, you know, people, get sick of each other because you're stuck in the house with them all day. And like, at that point, you're like, you know what, maybe person, person wasn't the right one for me, you know? So like COVID, yeah, as kind of, you know, when it comes to relationships, you know, um, hopefully, you know, it will bring us closer together you know and I think also COVID kind of changes the way we communicate too because you know I guess in the near future online forums will kind of be the main norm or the new normal you know I hope that makes sense <laughs> no it, it does make a whole bunch of sense it's, it's, it's this this wasn't considered normal until now <laughs> Um, so I agree. I do agree. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess when it comes to dating, like you said, it's kind of hard because like you can't really see each other every day. You're constantly, you know, distance from each other. What, what will you do to maintain it? Like, are you going to just call it quits or are you going to find ways to you know, keep the relationship going. And then I know like with the dating apps, I know they're having a fun time, you know, because of COVID, but I bet, you know, a lot of people are probably starting to utilize those more. 
I guess, just to find someone because, you know, sometimes, you know, dealing with the pandemic, it, it, it cr- has created a lot of loneliness and, you know, anxiety and depression, you know, due to the lack of social support and social connections. So, you know, having those support systems around you is really vital because no man is an island. I agree. I, I definitely feel like if if you can just, you know, linking up with the friends that you have and the family that you have in the relationship, try to make it work, try to be creative, try to do different things. It's not because it's not it's not good being alone sometimes. You know, we, we shouldn't be alone all the time. We should definitely have people to talk to, people to hang out with, go outside, do something. Um you know, and, and we, we can come together and really, you know, talk about our feelings about how we feel about the situation. Because if we don't, like, it just feels like we're all alone in it. Exactly. Exactly. It, it may seem like you're the only one that's alone in the world that feels a certain way, but you're not the only one. There's other people that are probably, probably feeling the same way too. And I know I can attest to this because I'm, I'm a homebody. I like to be at home. I like to mind my own business and chill. But lately, I've learned, um, and I'm sure you can attest to this, that, you know, we, we need people. We need, to, like, it's okay to have that solitude time, but there's got to be a balance. You can't just be alone all the time or else you're going to drive yourself crazy. You got to get out there. You got to experience the world. You got to engage with society and with people. That's the only way you're, you can expand your mind and be open to new experiences. I agree. I, 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 I think that's, I think that would be like a really good just, you know, thought every morning to just say, hey, new experiences and, you know, improve me. I'm doing me. Right. Right. And I think the biggest thing is like just like doing checkups on people, you know, just checking on your strong friends or whatever, you know, it may seem like everybody, you know, has it all together, but in reality, they don't have it all together. It's just a front they're putting up. Uh, I know. It's, 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 it's the mental health that um, should really be emphasized nowadays because... I mean, we not, we're not, all of us aren't good, you know, and we're just trying our best to make it work, just to find coping ways, speak to our therapist, just trying. So being able to check up, being able to say, hey, let me go check my friends to see how they're doing. Let's go get some ice cream or let's go take a walk in the park, bring your friends outside. Because sometimes people just don't feel like they should they can do it themselves or they just feel like they don't really have anyone around or I just rather stay in just different stuff like just being able to take a fresh breath can be really helpful yeah yeah just just doing those type of things you know be all extravagant but just like small little outings here and there um Going because everyone's going through something, and nobody you don't have it any more worse off than they do. So, like you said, 
yeah, just going for walks, going out to eat, FaceTime maybe, call or even, te- even text if anything. There's like so many different avenues to connect, you know, with your friend or family you haven't spoken to in a minute. But like, yeah. Yeah, like relationships relationships make the world go round. Like you need them for every aspect of life, whether it's job, career, home, you know, school, whatever. But yeah, I, I totally agree. I know you mentioned you were a communications major. You're in school. Um, where do you go to school? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I go to the University of Maryland Global Campus. It's um, it's like sort of like a hybrid school where a lot of our students are in the military so they're all the way in Asia some of them could be in different states so we're all kind of just in school handling our online courses and just doing our thing so I kind of was like online before anyone else was right <laughs> so I was just like oh well online doesn't really affect me to the T but <laughs> I can understand um, it being a, a random change for for um, for everyone, so I could under I could see that. Um, but yeah, that's where I go. That's cool. Yeah, I, I've been seeing like ads on TV for University of Maryland Global Campus. Um, I know one time I considered, you know, probably going there. I guess for like I think their healthcare administration thing. I don't know if they have that, but yeah, I've heard a lot about them, and they seem like a legit, you know school that's pretty cool though you know it's, it's really i know it's, it's a lot of to a lot of military families and you know working adults that you know have to balance school and work and things of that sort well that's cool so like what do you want to do with your communications major you want to like work in media or journalism Um, well, I haven't really fully gotten in depth with it yet because I'm just kind of dipping my toe in any water that I feel is comfortable. (laughs) So like for me, like I've always wanted to do media, which is why I brought out my podcast and I was kind of doing YouTube for a little bit. And then um, writing like journalism is really interesting for me. Mm -hmm. Like I'm battling between being behind the scenes and actually going in the front like the front line and doing it. So um, what I would like to do um, is be a part of someone's communications team, like say for instance, like Apple or just an interesting and large corporation where I can be able to help how they speak with their clients and customers and stuff. That would definitely be something that I, I would enjoy. Yeah, I could see you doing that. Speaking of YouTube, how's your YouTube channel going? I know you haven't really posted in a minute. I know. Um, so Anna, she got me a ring light. So I did that whole like ring light video. And um, I've been battling because like, you know, like 
Twitter and just media period can be so random, so mm-hmm. rapid. It's like, what can I talk about? Um, one thing that I can say is I, my next episode, I wanted to speak on um, just a conversation of um, uh, teachings of Black parents and oh, yeah. how um, punishments, yes, <laughs> and how like punishments aren't always the best in that whole idea of, well, I got beaten, so I turned out fine. Exactly. <laughs> yeah that's something that i'm gonna be talking about so i just wanted to put that that was exclusive information <laughs> <laughs> that's cool um we could probably put that in the description later but i'm glad we got the exclusive before anybody else did um that's cool i i can't wait to hear that episode um because you know i got stories <laughs> But yeah, that that's that's cool. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you you Yeah. But yeah, like YouTube um can be tough. It's hard to kind of maintain cuz I'm a YouTuber too. I haven't really uploaded anything since like July maybe. Um but yeah, I guess because I'm trying to you know, do the podcast cuz that's kind of taking more priority than YouTube. But I've I've gotten, you know, like some subscribers, so it's it's you know, coming along well. Yeah. But that's cool though. Like you're just glowing and growing and we, we love to see it. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. And you too. This podcast is booming and I love I love seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just gotta kinda you know, make sure it has more order and structure. And I guess the biggest thing right now is just, you know, promotion. Because it's, it's tough being a, you know, budding podcaster and you're trying ways to engage with people on media. We only get maybe like two likes per post, but, you know, we all got to start somewhere. <laughs> I know. Your um, podcast is going to grow and everyone's going to love it. It's just going to be, it's going to be really nice for for your um audience to grow i can't wait yeah i can't i can't wait either and like i'm so glad i had you on the show because i'm just like hey there's another fellow podcaster why not have her on the show you know just to kind of you know promote her stuff and um and just see where it goes from there and then maybe both of our podcasts will blow up you know at the same time so I'm I'm really glad that you were able to come on the show. I I really appreciate us taking the time to kind of catch up, you know, see what's been going on, you know, since high school because it's been like three years, <laughs> you know. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, but anyway, yeah, but anyways, um, you know, um, we're gonna wrap this up, um. Ladies and gentlemen, um, this is uh, episode nine of our podcast. Um, please, um, you know, give it up for Tashika Barnett, um, you know, having her as a guest on our show. Thank you so much, Tashika. Oh, my God. Thank you for having me again. And bye, you guys. Oh, wait, before you go, um, 
do you have any social media or anything you want where you where you know listeners can find you at? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I totally forgot. Um, so my Instagram is d a a f r o c h i c. That will be pronounced the Afro Chic. And um, Black Girl in the World is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google. And if you um, kind of just search it up, I think it pops up. Um, And Buzzsprout, too. Um, And, oh, also, if you want to just follow the random content that I have on my main page, that's uh, Tashika Barnett together, T-A-S-H-E-K-A. B-A-R-N-E-T-T. That's me. Thank you so much, Tashika, um, for being on the show. And guys, I'm going to put all of Tashika's... You're welcome. I'm going to put all of Tashika's information in the description box later once, you know, we release this episode tomorrow. But thank you, Tashika, again for coming on, you know, the pod, our episode today, the podcast. Um, I really hope we can, you know... You can come back soon so we can continue having these conversations because it's really important. Yes, of course. I could definitely do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. All right. See ya. Thanks for hanging out with me, the Melanated Muse, today. Make sure to follow our podcast on Spotify, Anchor, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Connect with us on social media at Melanated Muse Podcast on Instagram, at Muse Melanated on Twitter, and the Melanated Muse on Facebook for weekly updates. Follow me on social media at writemeback underscore and at Leah underscore Marie without the A on Twitter. As a growing podcast, we always are looking for ways to improve and enhance our brand. Feel free to send us a voice message on Anchor or send us a DM on our social media if you have any comments or questions. If you are interested in being a guest on our podcast or would like to have me as a guest, send me an email at our email address, melanatedmoose20 at gmail.com. As always, sending you love, peace, and light, the Melanated Muse.